When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hey, everyone. Before we dive into this episode of Purple Daily, where we'll talk about the things that we would change about the Viking schedule if we had such magical powers, thank you to Federated Mutual Insurance Company for all your help helping business owners across the state of Minnesota for over 100 years based in Owatonna, Minnesota. And right now, in particular, during this pandemic, Federated is standing behind business owners. Whatever you need from a resource standpoint, if you need pandemic plans, if you need HR communications, if you need risk management tools, federatedinsurance.com has all kinds of resources for you. You can also talk to your local Federated marketing representative as well. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. And welcome in to Purple Daily here. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff. And we have a few different episodes on the Purple Daily podcast feed and YouTube channel, youtube.com slash scorenorth, breaking down the Viking schedule. But this episode, gentlemen, is about if we had magical Roger Goodell powers, now that we have seen the Viking schedule weeks 1 through 17, what are one or two things you would go in and change about the Viking schedule. If says, listen, all right, we're going to give you access to the database for 10 minutes. You can change whatever you want about the Viking schedule. Where would you start? I would, Judd Zilgan. I would start, and I've got a few, but here's where I would start. My beginning point would be uh, the penultimate game of the regular season, Friday, December 25th, which comes on a short week against the Saints in New Orleans, where I think this is going to be an important game. And right now I'm predicting that the Vikings will lose. But if I had magical powers, Phil Mackey, I would move this game to the Sunday and I would give I don't like going from a divisional game against the Bears at home and then short weaking it. If that's if I can throw those words together, short weaking, short weaking it into a Saints game on the road, which I think is going to be difficult and could be important to your playoff hopes. So my first magical wand waving power would be to give the Vikings a full week in which to go from the Bears to prepare for the Saints. So if you're going to do that, then let's play this out. They do need to play some sort of a short week game, though, because every team, the Vikings actually get an advantage with this compared to other teams because most teams play a Thursday night game. Yep. The Vikings do get an extra day with their short weekend I, game. I got the game for you. Which one would you move? This is very easy. Jaguars? No, no, because because I have a magic wand here. I would move the Sunday, November 1st game at Green Bay to a Thursday night because it's coming off your bye week. Okay. And then, of course, players would complain that, hey, we don't get a full bye week. 
You're moving. You're moving a game that we would well, ordinarily get, their, get a couple they, days. They get off. their day off, and then they come back and and prepare. And I don't really care about that. But <laughs> I'm just saying, as far as as far as prep goes, I'm not a huge fan of having to um, turn around and play the Saints on that Friday. It feels like whenever the Vikings have a short week game, for whatever reason, it's always like just one of the most ridiculously tough road opponents, right? Sometimes they'll get Washington at home or something, but you know why can't it be? You know, you look at the road games. There's only like two or three gimmies. Like, why can't you get Detroit on a short week and a, a quarterback that you know? Because <laughs> no one wants to watch that game. That's why. <laughs> well, they play on Thanksgiving all the time, and the Vikings played there before. Are known to play on Thanksgiving They've done that before a couple times. All right, Declan, what would you, what magic wand would you wave over the schedule? Yeah, the one thing I don't really like is how you close on the road for three of your last four, and you just have a big bunch of home games. Not in a meaningless part of your schedule, but that three game trunk, and even if you want to go four or five from November eighth through December sixth, all at home. You have to really make hay because the pressure is going to be on if you are underperforming up to that point. And then you have to finish your season at New Orleans uh, in week 16. So I don't like how the home schedule kind of lays out in the second half of the season. So, yeah, you're, you get those three straight home games. I think I would take the three straight home games over, like, I would, I would rather fortify in November with those three straight home games and hope that you have, like, you know, enough cushion going into the at Tampa Bay home against Chicago at New Orleans stretch, which I do believe I still looking at the schedule. I know you guys looked at that Tennessee, Houston, Seattle stretch early on. I look, or even the Atlanta, you know, as the third or fourth game in that stretch, I think at Tampa home against Chicago and at New Orleans is the toughest stretch on the schedule. And if you can give yourself enough padding with those three straight home games leading in, then you should be in good shape. The thing that I would change about the Viking schedule, I would, it's kind of two and one here. I don't like that they play the Packers twice before week nine. I feel like at least one of those games should be later in the season, just for fun. Like the, there's something fun about a December Vikings Packers game, whether it's so at a fan, US Bank like Stadium. A fan thing. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I, I hear you. But yep. I would also, from a fan standpoint, like at least one of those Packers games to be in primetime. You're telling me Vikings Packers playing twice can't find its way to a Monday night game or a Sunday night game? or even a Thursday night game anywhere on the schedule. Just like if you look up and down the Monday night football schedule, there's probably five or six games instantly that you could remove for a Packers Vikings game. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if the league just flat out said, all right, Vikings Packers is always in prime time. And so this year we're going to put them at noon. And then the problem with playing both these games before week nine, I don't think you can flex the second one. You can, you can, it starts, I think in like week five now. Okay. So, that game could flex at, that. at Lambeau on November 1st, and I haven't looked at what the Sunday and Monday games are. You could flex that potentially, yes. but it's un- I would say it's unlikely to be flexed unless yeah, agree. whatever the other matchup is includes just like a train wreck team of some kind. Um, so th- those are the things that I would look to change. I would also maybe, if, uh, just getting away from like my, my fan perspective and looking more from a strategic perspective, mm-hmm. I, would, I would probably just look to move at Seattle off the schedule entirely because I'm just a, sick it, of watching them play at Seattle. Why does it have to be a primetime game though? That that's the one that I'm. I'm it's a double whammy for sure. That that, that is. I'm, I'm not surprised that they're playing them because that's just part of their opponents and how they stack up. I'm surprised that's a primetime game again though. To your point, I would much prefer to go one of the two Packer games in primetime and Seattle starts at Seattle at three fifteen. I just don't see why this always needs to yeah. be a primetime game. I, I've also received just a few dissenting notes about us declaring the at New Orleans game on Christmas as not a primetime game. 
because technically the primetime window is, you know, 7 o'clock Central Time, right? Yes. But that game is going to be on national TV. It's a marquee game. It's a national window game. It's a marquee game. But I believe if you look up the definition of primetime, and I did not, but I believe if you do, I believe primetime says nighttime start. But if if the spirit of the conversation is, hey, Kirk Cousins' record in primetime is garbage, and so like games that are... I would also include just in general big games that are on national TV when the world is watching, and that would fall into that category. So is this a Cousins non-win game? Is that what you're it's telling a, me? It's a it's a higher level of difficulty game for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, is what I'm telling you. So the spotlight <laughs> on Christmas Day is on Cousins completely, and therefore you've got trepidation about it. Yes. All right. That's yes. Fair enough. Although he did prove in a similar situation, and I think in a similar time slot. Last year in the playoffs against the same team that he can't yeah. step up. Prime time. So. Definition of prime time. The regularly occurring time at which a television or radio audience is expected to be greatest. Typically the hours between 8 and 11 Eastern. Okay. And that's true for TV. So that's very true for TV. So that that's why. But yes, it's still. So basically what you're telling me, though, is is the Saints game concerns you more so because of the fact it's a marquee game, which mm-hmm. puts the spotlight on number eight. and. There are, have been times, there have been times he's been good, not often. The incredible thing is, and, and I forgot this until the schedule came out and on Thursday, and I looked this up, he is now, what, 0-9 still on Monday nights? Yes. So he won the Sunday night game at Dallas last year, but Kirk Cousins is still, think about that. That's pretty amazing. Nearing double-digit starts in, in Monday night games, and, you know, let's strip away to... Monday Night Football is not what it was in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So you're not always playing these killer teams. Like, it's an okay game, but I'd say it's often just that, an okay game. And you still have never won in your near 10 starts in that platform? It is pretty It is pretty incredible. I, I feel like this year sets up for him to at least change some of these, I was going to say narratives, uh, but they are realities because... At Chicago on Monday, November 16th, you, know, you, you get the extra day, sort of the Bears. Like, you're going to face Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky, man. You're going to be the better quarterback in that game. Go get off the schneid at Chicago on Monday, November 16th. Except you'll see Khalil your Mack first and Monday game. freak out. That's true, but put together a game plan, coaching I, staff. I, I, listen, I agree. I'm just saying that, that the combination of a Monday night game in Soldier Field where you just, I don't know why, don't play well. Might be a big ask. Okay, uh, one be. more schedule question for you guys. If you could, so you can't change anything about the schedule now, but you get to put the bye week wherever you want. Where would you put the mm. bye week? Right now, it's sitting in week seven, right after you get done with a home game against the Falcons, and before you jump into Lambeau Field on Sunday, November first. Where would you put the bye? So, assuming that the schedule um, goes off without a hitch and they start playing on Sunday, September thirteenth, yeah. I would put the bye. One is. Where the buy is is not bad. I don't mind it, but if I could change it, I would probably put it after week nine. So you'd play uh, at Green Bay, at home de- against home, Detroit, home Detroit, and then before for the Monday night, night game. game, because I, I just think that, especially if you go through the normal um, training camp program and then your normal season, I've always been a fan of the late buy to sort of gear up for that last wave of games. But a week seven by, not bad. The worst is that stupid what? I think they start in week four. Like, yeah, week four, and then like isn't week 13 the last set of buys? Yeah, I but think? a week four by, what's the point? 
So I would move it back by a couple, but I'm not a I'm not offended or I don't have a problem with where the buy currently falls. So I am I'm with you. I think I would even consider moving it after the Chicago game. So so you get you you, you play your three division games right before the buy, and then you have two weeks to rest and recover and prep for three home games just to give yourself a shot out of a cannon for that Dallas, Carolina, Jacksonville stretch. And you're going to be well-rested, I would think, uh, well, as well-rested as you can be as you get into December in the NFL for the Murderer's Row at Tampa Bay, home against Chicago, and at New Orleans stretch. Yeah, I'm in the same spot as you are, Phil. Because even if, I know I said I would like to have more home games and split them up a little more at the end, I think that would set you up for a a really nice one. You'll have to go on the road three more times after your bye week. I mean, even though it's Tampa Bay and New Orleans, those are two big teams that are going to be pretty good in 2020. I feel a lot more confident knowing that I have been rested and I'm ready to go and only have to go on the road three times over the next seven weeks. Yeah, But overall, I keep looking at this schedule and... I think for, it's for what it could, for what it could have been. It's a yes. it is a favorable schedule. It's not the easiest schedule because they have a ton of Hall of Fame quarterbacks and and then not Hall of Fame guys, but like really good top ten quarterbacks, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, etc. But they should be able to do a little bit more damage with this than if you were to have laid it out if, a different way. So, all right, this is Purple Daily. You can find us if you're watching on YouTube. You can find our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or Scornorth.com, and vice versa. YouTube.com slash score north. Subscribe if you could. And if you listen on Apple, give us a five star rating and a positive review. And uh, we'll continue to be active in the comment section on YouTube as well. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. This episode is sponsored in part by U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card. There are plenty of shopping cards out there. The last thing I need is more store branded cards. And that got me thinking. What if I could earn more, like 6% cash back, but with one card at all of my favorite stores? Well, the folks at U.S. Bank are on it. Check out the U.S. Bank Shopper Cash Rewards Visa Signature Card. It can earn you up to 6% cash back. 6%, not bad. Check out usbank.com slash shopper to learn more. It's easy. You just grab your shopping list and shop two of your favorite retailers for up to 6% cash back. And you can change your two selections every quarter. I'm talking 24 different big-name retailers like Amazon, Walmart, Target, That would be good enough, but this card can also earn you up to $250 cash back after you spend $2,000 within the first 120 days of opening your account. And who doesn't do that at Amazon, Walmart, or Target, for God's sake? You can also earn up to 3% cash back from your choice of one everyday category like gas and EV charging stations, bills and utilities, or wholesale clubs. Plus, you'll earn 1.5% cash back on all other eligible purchases. You deserve premium awards, and the U.S. Bank Shopper Cash Rewards card is here for you. Learn more at usbank.com slash shopper and start earning. Limited time offer. The creditor and issue of this card is U.S. Bank National Association pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc. Some restrictions may apply.